The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back. Now, the Taoiseach, the Taunashta and Minister for Foreign Affairs and Defence, Micheál Martin, spoke in the Dáil today about the options that should be considered as part of a review of Irish military neutrality. So, after all of these decades of being military neutral, should we give up that policy and recognise that the world has changed or is it still part of Irish life? Let's debate now with Professor John O'Brien, Director of the Minute Centre for European and Eurasian Studies and Matt Carthy, TD for Sinn Féin and spokesperson on foreign affairs. Professor John O'Brennan, I'll go to you on this first. Is it more a fiction now that we are a neutral country, even militarily, because we do have the American troops landing at Shannon and also we provide, I suppose, overflights for American planes as well. And we are wholeheartedly behind Ukraine in its defence against a Russian invasion. Yeah, I think it's very clear that we are deep, deep hypocrites on this issue of neutrality. We claim that we are militarily neutral, but we have always been part of the Western bloc of nations. If we go back in time to 1952, this was the point where we found out recently the government did a deal with the British so that the Royal Air Force would patrol Irish skies. That continues to be the case up to today. And my argument is very simple, that if we have RAF planes patrolling our skies, those are NATO planes. So we are effectively a proxy member of NATO. So there's this enormous hypocrisy, I think, about our position. And I think at the very least, we have to have a mature discussion about what it means to be neutral in an international and European security landscape that is changing really rapidly. Matt Carty from Sinn Féin, in your speech in response to the Taunisha today, I'm just reading one of the brief paragraphs from it. We should be proud of our military neutrality and resist attempts by some in government to recast it as a weakness or as a failing. As you heard from John O'Brennan there, it is actually a fallacy to say we've been neutral because we're reliant on the RAF and we're reliant on so many other countries. Yeah, there have been some moves, I have to say, over particularly the past two decades that arguably have undermined our neutrality. I think they are threefold. I think in the first instance, government have moved away from an independent foreign policy. Of course, we're aligned in many ways politically with uh, with, with Western countries and, what's wrong and with, with other European countries. What is wrong Not, with that, given the ab- challenges we face? Absolutely nothing, but it, that doesn't prevent us from also having an independent view of the world. It was because we had an independent foreign policy, for example, that allowed us to be one of the first voices internationally, particularly in the Western world, uh, to speak out and to take action in respect of apartheid South Africa. I think we should be using our independent foreign policy and our position to use independent foreign policy for positive and good in the world. Of course, the second area that our neutrality has been undermined has been in the systemic underinvestment and under-resourcing of our defence forces. Numbers well, that's another issue. That's another are, issue. Well, it's, but not, I'm, it's, it's linked because, uh, be, because of that underinvestment, we are relying on others to do what are the basic obligations on uh, defence forces and on an independent government. And coupled with that, while we have been undermining our defence forces, government have almost in some instances in a clandestine way been signing up to international agreements and international uh, approaches. And these things matter and they impact on each other. So, for example, in the next number of weeks, the Irish Navy will, quite rightly in my view, be participating in a naval exercise in the Mediterranean in order to help enforce the UN 
um, arms embargo into um, for for Libya. It's quite right that we're involved in that. But while we're involved in that, there will be periods when we will have a single naval ves- vessel uh, operating in Irish waters. That's one third of and the that, EU And wa- that is down to the investment in defence, and that's fine. And that's but I want, to, I want, but shouldn't we have closer cooperation with all of these countries who are either part of? NATO or part of another European security alliance so that we can be protected if we need to. And we have seen the incursions into our coastal waters. We have also seen the disinformation campaigns launched against Ireland and the cyber cyber attacks against Ireland as well. We need to be part of these international alliances. And as I said in my Dáil speech today, I think it is actually important that we have, and I agree with John on this point, that we have an opportunity to participate in a public discourse on foreign security and defence policies because actually at debate like that has been really lacking over the past number of decades and as I say Irish governments have made very important sometimes crucial decisions with very little engagement with the Irish public and very often with minimal Iraqis oversight so it is important that we have these discussions but it is important that we start from the premise that we recognise that an independent foreign policy and our military neutrality have actually been crucial to allowing Ireland to play what I consider to be a very important role in the wider world in terms of being constructive in being by our commitment to diplomacy, humanitarianism, peace building and cooperation with other states on global challenges Um, and that includes of course Europe, other European states, it includes other Western, Western states, but I think Ireland, um, because of our unique position in the world, because of our unique European experience of colonialism, because of our positive, uh, positive image abroad, and it is a very positive image abroad, and because of our long-standing international links that go way beyond the West and way beyond the European Union, we have a role to play in conflict resolution, and I think that's where Ireland can stand out. Okay, um, I want to bring in Professor John O'Brennan again on that. Okay, Matt, you've had a good good run there. John O'Brennan, looking at our past and looking at the role we've had and the impact we've had in in and around the world, should we just think, well, let's beef up our own defence forces and still maintain this policy, as some other countries do? Well, I know that Matt's position is very sincerely held. I don't doubt that for a moment. And I think his view is consistent with that of a majority of Irish people. But my point is that... Ireland has changed tremendously over the last 50 years. So has the world around us. And we can't simply stay still. So there are two aspects to this. First, by moving closer to our EU partners on security and defence, we'll actually be defending our own prosperity. Ireland has been one of the biggest winners from the European single market over the last 30 years. So when we talk about cyber attacks or industrial espionage, we have every incentive to engage in closer cooperation with our European partners, and that includes cooperation with NATO. I'd also argue, however, that we have obligations towards those partners. And I put it to Matt and others that the the Baltic states, for example, gave us absolutely consistent support on Brexit when we needed it. It was an existential threat to the island of Ireland, and they gave us their wholehearted support. Could we turn around in an instance where they faced Russian aggression 
within the next year or so? And could we credibly claim that we have to stay out of such a conflict and not go to the aid of Estonia, Latvia or Lithuania if they were to be attacked? I simply don't think that's tenable anymore because the level of interdependence, economic, legal and at the human and social level is now so deep in Europe. I just don't think that this posture of isolation is one that can hold up anymore. And we should also note that over the last year, one of the consequences of the Russian invasion is that many countries in Europe have been rethinking their defense. Some countries have been increasing their defense spending significantly, like Poland, for example, and Germany. But for our purposes, if we look at what's happened to the neutral states, both Finland and Sweden decided that they had to join NATO, that the threat emanating from Russia was of such grave consequence that they had to change the security policy that they'd operate since the Second World War. Now, I put my cards on the table. I think we should join NATO too. I understand that for other people that will be difficult, but I think we have to have a mature and deep conversation about all aspects of security in the Irish, European and international context. So that's why I really welcome the consultative forum that the government is going to hold at the end of the month. And I hope that out of that, we're going to see a much more joined up and sophisticated approach to security and defence. Matt, as you heard it from John there, other countries in Europe have had our back when we've needed it on issues and it's time for us to repay that favour and also recognise the way things are changing in other parts of Europe where we are seeing Finland and Sweden joining NATO. Well, first of all, I would contend that Irish neutrality has never meant isolationism or disengagement or disinterest in the world. And I think well, it's we time to put our money where our mouth is. Well, uh, apart from the obvious issue of any Baltic state that was theoretically invaded by another state as to the, what military assistance we could provide them, considering the state of our own defence forces. But apart from that, the role that Ireland would best serve in those situations is by providing humanitarian assistance and in by in providing no, it's time um, to pick a side, man, is it not? And non-lethal non um, support. And that doesn't mean, as I say, a disinterest or not taking a position. We can take positions on conflicts in all parts of the world. It doesn't mean that we become military engaged with them. And there is um, an aspect of self-interest that we need to actually con consider in all of this. And I actually consider our non-alignment um, as the best weapon we have to actually stay safe. And but Matt, in a world, in a world where we face stress, we are seeing Russia carry out a devastating yeah. war in Europe right now on our doorstep and we are seeing the overflights, the buzzing of planes in the UK. We're reliant on others and they might need our back and isn't it time that we got off the fence and try to pretend we're special and get on and help other people? This isn't about pretending we're special. This is about... But it is. Actually, you heard that from John, this, that we need to, to pick a side finish, here. If you allow me to finish, this isn't about not picking sides. This isn't about not having positions. This is actually about determining how best we can assist those countries that are under repression or occupation or apartheid regimes. And the best way, in my view, is through um, a, a non-aligned military neutrality. Who's got to listen to that abroad? Do you think position? Vladimir Putin would be afraid of that or Xi Jinping if they invaded uh, Taiwan? Uh, within every conflict, there is always a need for states to act as peace brokers and I think Ireland is uniquely placed as a member of the European Union, as a Western um, state and as a state that has a unique history in a European context and um, his historically I think it has been proven in many respects that Ireland can actually play a positive and a constructive role but in order to do that we have to have an independent foreign policy, we have to remain military neutrality, neutral and we have to play... So would you be ending the, the troops passing through Shannon in a Sinn Féin government? Would you be ending 
the pa- passage of US troops through Shannon Airport in the Sinn Féin government? It's my view that neutral states don't provide um, facilities to combat aircraft on their way to conflict zones. And that's, troops. Uh, and and troops as well. Yes, if they're going to a conflict zone, then so I don't Sinn Féin think that, would end that that's government. appropriate. That's what we would seek to end. But again, this is uh, to, we need to turn this um, in terms of the wider debate, in terms of how we can actually use our military neutrality to the best end in terms of using our history, using our position, using the fact that we are a small island nation at the end of the day to the best um, endeavours in terms of ending conflict okay. in the world and playing a, a really positive role in terms of peacekeeping okay. and peacemaking. Matt, you've, you've had a good run there. Matt Carty, Sinn Féin spokesperson on Foreign Affairs and Defence and earlier Professor John O'Brennan, Director of the Minute Centre for European and Eurasian studies the last word with matt cooper weekdays from 4 30 today